0: Assemble! Assemble. We don't don't mess mess around. around. We don't waste waste time. 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 Over Over here here at His Hard hard Line. 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 Let's Let's go!
1: from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the The people.
2: Show,
0: let's get started.
1: Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame and puts your name to shame. Cover up your face, you can't run the race. The pace is too fast, it just won't last.
0: Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host, with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side, because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair at the helm and behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His hard line. Today is Monday, September 19th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 606, Respect My Authority, is the title. And we'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 5. And excuse me, I had a misspeaking there. It is Tuesday, September 19th, not Monday, Tuesday. Thank you for that correction, Angie. I say I do. The way I hurt myself
1: again, just to get back at you.
0: All right, and for my daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar. Or a bar lawyer and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice and I do not have any political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI and while I am a member of the MGJA I do advocate for your participation in your local general general assemblies I am not the official face or voice of the national state, or county assemblies. And I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as American States Assembly, National Liberty Life Voice, Beacon 37, Ruse and Tactical Civics, or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. And I've never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with Anna Von Wright's, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence and additionally i am not a part of any cult or not a freemason on any level and please note that the opinions thoughts and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise referenced right oh so it's a Tuesday not a Monday it's a Tuesday definitely a Tuesday uh, I tell you what I can't even get my day straight um, must be all that music that was headbanging right there in my headphones uh, I tell you I tell you uh, it's been a it's been a day already but you know what it's been a good day it's been a real good day for being a Tuesday it's actually been a, a really good day. Um, But I'll tell you this, though. I will tell you this. You will not. I tell you guys, you will not believe the wild ride that we have been on, folks. I'm telling you. And I know we're not the only ones that are on this wild ride because, you know, I know some of you other states are dealing with the same nonsense that Michigan is dealing with. That's right. I'm talking about not just one, but I'm talking about a whole group of self-absorbed, bossy types who think they know it all. And I'm going to be sharing an 11-minute audio piece that you seriously really need to hear. I would highly recommend you grab a notepad and a pen or pencil, because this guy that I'm about to play, he goes by the name of Dr. Les. He dives into uh, the world of authoritative narcissists. Hence the title of my show, Respect Ma Thought-Tay. Wait, 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 wait. I even got a special audio piece for that.
1: Uh, yes, officer? Uh,
0: conductor at 40 miles an hour back there. Do you know what the speed limit is y'all? You know?
1: Well, according to that sign right there, it's 40 miles an hour.
0: Step out of the car, please, sir.
1: Wait a second. Aren't you Stan's little friend?
0: Sir, step out of the car, please.
1: Yeah, you're the one who always plugs up the toilet at our house. I am a cop, and you will respect my authority. Yeah, right. You better get back to school, little boy. We hear
0: this a million times
1: back up in the States. Here, look. These are squirrel monkeys, endangered inhabitants of the rainforest.
0: Wow, isn't he neat, Lenny? Bad.
1: Bad monkey. Eric, what the heck are you doing? I'm asserting myself. It's tough love. Just like my Mitchell kitty. When he's bad, I say, that's a bad Mitchell kitty, and I smack him on the that's head. A bad Mitchell kitty, and I smack him on the head. And here is a three toed slot. It's bad. It's a bad three toed slot. Eric, for God's sake, knock it off. Respect my daughter. Respect my daughter. (laughs) Respect my daughter. (laughs) Respect (laughs) my daughter.
0: And hence the title of the show Respect My Authority. All right. If for some of you out there who are not familiar with that uh, degenerative cartoon that I really didn't really engage in, actually, to be quite honest with you, you would think that I did, right? That I used to watch it, but I could not stand it. It was South Park. Those are, that was Cartman from South Park. And that was one of his like catch lines Respect my authority. But again, that's one of the reasons why I played that because, again, the title of the show is Respect My Authority. And the topic of what we're going to be getting into is the authoritative narcissist. And I have some really good audio for you that you really need to listen to because this is something that you're going to want to listen and really pay close attention because this is what you should be looking for in your general general assemblies when it comes to people who try to mess with you and mess with the organization, mess with the assembly, try to bring it down from within. Here's the thing. The, 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 the guy that we're going to be listening to, Dr. Les, what he's really scarily similar, you know, what he's basically saying is very scarily similar, again, to the folks that we've been dealing with right here in Michigan. Now, these folks, let me tell you, they always have to be right. Right. There's no room for other opinions. It's their way or the highway. You know who I'm talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking about. They can't think outside the box, and they don't entertain different ideas. And, oh, God forbid you go against their freaking ideology or their ideas. They are very narrow-minded. They're gaslighting experts, and they act like overgrown children with some serious and sinister intentions that they have plotted in their heart. Now, I've been saying this for a while now, but these people aren't just troublemakers. I mean, I'm just going to go right out there and say they're pretty much on the brink of Looney Tune. And like I said, so I'm going to be playing this audio to serve as a crucial lesson, not just for us here, but for all you folks in other assemblies across this country and your, you know, different county general assemblies and your state general general assemblies. These are the kinds of situations Uh, that like the situations we're dealing with right now, these aren't new situations to us. Like this is our third or fourth time of dealing with this infiltration and we're going to keep getting over it. We're going to keep battling it and we're going to keep triumphing as we always do. Okay. Cause this thing is not a new thing. Okay. It's not new, but now we need to do better with preventative uh, maintenance rather than reactive maintenance because preventative is much easier to deal with than being reactive. I mean, no, no, dealing with these people really is a pain in the butt to say the least. Okay. So what we need to do is we need to just completely cut, cut ties way sooner and way earlier in the process when it comes to vetting these people, when we allow people into the assembly and trust me. Okay they may not be you know these people that you're dealing with it might not this situation and these types of people may not be new to you but for those that have never dealt with it i hope you never have to but in case you do okay in case you ever have to deal with this madness at some point in your future at least you'll know what you're up against and you'll know what to look for so let's let's dive into this and see what we need to be on the lookout for. Because folks, like I said, this is a serious, this is very serious business and you really know, need to know um, how to take these reprobates head on, okay? You really need to know how to take them head on. All right, so let's get into this. Um, actually, I've got a couple audio pieces. Let me play this first piece first before I get into 11 and a half minute uh, section by Dr. Les. Let me just play this part first.
2: It's a very, very insecure primal state where the person almost isn't fully formed they're very emotionally stunted they don't know how to self soothe they don't know how to regulate they don't know how to be present with other people they think the rules don't apply to them and they they're sort of like a child
0: <laughs> did you hear that they think the rules don't apply to them does that sound familiar carry on let you know continuing on
2: eyes a little towel around their neck and runs around the house and says i'm superman instead of at six tying a towel around their neck at 46 it's like Look at my car, look at my house. You know, it's the same thing. It's just doing, it's different in adulthood because they need to feel like a superhero.
1: Psychopaths, narcissists, borderlines, and histrionics all play this game. The appearance of being a victim, the appearance of being frail and fragile, how would you recognize this? Okay, here's
0: a- <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I have to, I just have to make a comment. We have a couple of those. One particular person comes to mind who uh, always would have to do these- fake freaking cries in these drama queen, oh my God, I'm just so upset. My heart is just so hurt
1: about what I'm experiencing. <laughs> it's like, okay, reiterator, shut up. Way of recognizing it. Remember at all times that what you are dealing with is a performance to elicit a response from you. That's take right. Take one person. Take what I just said. Put them together. Think of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten examples where they behaved in a certain way, that elicited a response from you that caused you to serve them, that caused you to give your stuff, your time, your attention, your money, your things, your emotion, your sex to them in a way that you wouldn't have done if they hadn't asked you. They implied it they made faces they sighed or oh they did weird stuff with their meta communication their body language to get you to do what they wanted you to do which is to serve them in some way narcissism is caused by parenting there's just no denying it and i get a lot of people this is great you really need to pay attention to this folks
0: cuz this, this is just freaking just classic
1: oh it's not parents i raised my child perfectly you'll see this i raised my child perfectly you're blaming parents no this is about them they made their own choices and i'm like did you look at your response do you not see how narcissistic that is you're perfect you didn't do anything wrong it's all somebody else they're gaslighting like it's just like do you realize you just proved you're a narcissistic parent who created a narcissist (laughs)
0: He's <laughs> not wrong. He is absolutely, certainly not wrong. I tell you what, that right there was just absolutely just classic. He, I mean, just anyway. So the main piece I wanted to play again but is by a doctor by the name of Dr. Less. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of his last name. Um, but anyway, he does have a podcast. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, What do you want to call it? Subscribe to his channel on YouTube. It's about 11 and a half minutes long. We're going to get through this. We're going to have some pauses, maybe a little bit of commentary, and then afterwards, we're going to get into Job chapter five. I don't really, again, have a whole lot for you guys today, but this is something I really think that we all need to focus on and really know exactly what to be looking for, because this is exactly the type of people who are trying to engage in this active coup in Michigan that is trying to actively engage in trying to destroy the assembly, the General General Assembly in California and other states okay we know who these people are we know what the mechanisms are we know what their plots are we know what to look for we see it it's so obvious you can't even hide it even if you tried it's it's just damn these people are just so just in your face about it and i don't even think they realize that they're being that obvious and maybe they do i don't know and even if they do they they're the type of people i don't really give a crap so let's give this audio a quick listen i say quick listen 11 and a half minutes but let's 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 dive into this
2: I'm going to begin today by stating the obvious and that is narcissists just have to be in control. It's part of the defining feature of narcissism to that. And by the way, this is
0: Les Carter, Dr. Les Carter on
2: YouTube individual power and dominance is very appealing. They like being superior. They like being above you. They like having the final word and how things are supposed to be. And so this explains some of the personality characteristics they have in the sense that they are just naturally overbearing in the way that they engage with other individuals. They can be highly defensive because it's like, I don't need to hear from you. They can be very stubborn. Anger can be something that's part of who they are, particularly when you just simply don't go along with the agenda that they've laid out for you. They can be secretive and that's part of their control. It's like, you'll know about me only on a need to know basis. They're unwilling to compromise. They have unbending opinions. They have low coordination skills. And I'm sure that many of you, as you've uh, engaged with narcissists, like, oh, yeah, I can check off every single one of those boxes. But then to take it further, there are many narcissists who will ratchet it up and they'll go into what we refer to as authoritarianism. And first, they want to be the ultimate authority in the lives of those who are in their presence. But then also they like to connect with systems of authoritarianism. And when I say that, uh, if they can find a group of individuals that uh, align in the same beliefs and preferences and priorities as they do, they find a strength in numbers there. And that's something that can be very appealing to them.
0: Yeah, and we got about 25 to 28 of those scumbags here in Michigan. They, they, they found their little, uh, their illusionary strength in numbers uh, amongst
2: these degenerates.
0: <laughs> now, when we talk about
2: authoritarianism, we're referring to a very powerful assistance, insistence upon conformity. Uh, authoritarian individuals come across as very rigid. Uh, they're, they're not just controlling, they're obsessed with staying in control. Also, authoritarianism is is, uh, depicted by the fact that you simply can't reason with them. The the authoritarian individual says, hey, look, I already know everything I need to know. And so they're very close-minded with respect to their beliefs. That being the case, it just stands to reason also that these individuals have strong binary thinking. Uh, You're either with me or you're against me your friend or your foe and it it can be that kind of thinking can be pervasive
0: yeah and i will tell you this is exactly this is this is textbook folks this is absolute textbook with what i've experienced not only in my own county but with a lot of these other freaking delinquents that are on the state level and i say on the state level not for very much longer in fact um it's yeah, we're just going to leave that there. But, you know, these people, I mean, it's very, very easy to see. It's either their way or no way. You're either with them or you're against them. There is no let's, you know, meet in the middle. There is no let's really, truly get together here and, and really find common ground. No, that doesn't exist with these gaslighting people, okay? That doesn't exist with them, okay? Because, again, they have one thing in mind, and that's their own agenda. That's it. That's it. And yeah, Angie, we tried that here in this state and we've let this crap go on for far too long. And at the end of the day, we are culpable with now having to deal with these people. okay? which is why we've had to take some extreme measures. But anyways, but that's how these people are. That's how these people are. And I know you guys are dealing with the same nonsense, not just in that state, but there's other states you're dealing with it. I'm not going to list the states, but I know exactly what states and who they are. Very, again, very obvious people. We know who they
2: are. In addition, I mentioned anger. Authoritarianism uh, breeds anger, but it takes a little bit further than that. Authoritarian individuals tend to uh, harbor a great deal of contempt. It's like, how dare you come against me? How dare you challenge me? And so they can hold individuals in contempt to the extent that uh, there's a strong price to pay if you come against them, that's how they think. They they can operate with what we might refer to as an enemies list. Wait, did you hear what he said? Let's re- wait, Let's rewind that for a second, hold on. What did he say? They hold you in what? With respect to their beliefs, that being the case, it just stands to reason also that these individuals have strong binary thinking uh you're either with me or you're against me your friend or your foe and it, it can be that kind of thinking can be pervasive in addition i mentioned anger authoritarianism uh, breeds anger but it takes a little bit further than that authoritarian individuals tend to uh, harbor a great deal of contempt
0: ah there it is authoritarian narcissist tend to harbor a great level, a great deal of contempt. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't mean to do a play on words or anything like that, but why do you think we have the first common law since 1861 that was uh, written by the good men and women within the General General Assembly here, specifically in Michigan? Um, oh, what's that document? I did, a, I did a show on it. Oh, that's right, the contempt of the Constitution, because that is exactly what we're dealing with.
2: It's like, how dare you come against me? How dare you challenge me? And so they can hold individuals in contempt to the extent that uh, there's a strong price to pay if you come against them, that's how they think. They, they can operate with what we might refer to as an enemies list. And then in addition, there's a lot of derision for anyone who uh, dares to differ. Now, as I observe individuals who go toward authoritarianism, There are three primary elements within life that they have such difficulty with that these that uh, their strain with these three ingredients is part of what leads them into authoritarianism. And those three are freedom, diversity, and complexity. It sounds like an interesting kind of mix. Let me see if I can explain this. First, when we talk about a narcissist an authoritarian narcissist, um, uh, understanding of freedom. They have the notion that says I need nobody. And I mean, nobody to tell me what to do. I'm my own free agent. I'm the one who gets to decide everything. Uh, and I, uh, need and want to have broad latitude with, with the way that I do like, uh, and uh, freedom is by the way is defined as the privilege to choose. And the narcissist says, Oh yeah, I'm going to choose. But then, the confusion that they have with respect to that topic of freedom is, freedom is available to me and me only. It's not available to you. And uh, you're not enlightened enough to know what to do with free choices. And so I need to be free and you don't get to have that same privilege. And of course you can see that that sets up all sorts of insidious patterns. When we talk about their confusion with respect to diversity, Basically, we're gonna start by saying to the authoritarian person, diversity is highly threatening. Now, keep in mind when I say threatening, that's a word that connotes fear. Uh, In their alternate reality, to them, all differences would be eliminated. It'd be like, you know, the world would be such a better place if it just conformed to what I say.
0: Uh, Yeah, and that's exactly what they're trying to do by trying to act like they have a legitimate assembly (laughs) and putting out these stupid, ridiculous declarations and saying, oh, that's it. You guys are kicked out and they named us by names. It's like, okay, Karen's and Darren's and the rest of you other morons. Um, That's not really how this works. Uh, But enjoy your little alternate reality
2: And as a result, whenever someone like yourself or anyone else comes along and says, well, I think differently or I have different priorities, uh, then in their mind, it's like, uh, well, if you're diverse for me, I I don't know how to deal with that. I I don't even know what to do with you. If you're different from me, uh, actually at the base of their uh, thinking, as they try to come to terms with diversity is what I refer to as emotional incompetence. In other words, these individuals on a psychological level are inept. It's like, I don't know what to do with somebody who doesn't think like me. And then also, uh, with that threatened feeling that fear feeling comes a sense of paranoia. It's like, yeah, if you come towards me and if you are too different from me, if you're too other, you're out to get me, aren't you? And as a result, they will uh, they, they put strongly negative interpretations to individuals who just simply say, hey, look, I, I'm just not the same as you. That's okay. And to them, it's like, no, 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 no. I, I can't deal with diversity. And then when we talk about their confusion regarding complexity, um, basically what we're saying is um, uh, to anybody who's trying to get along in a, uh, an assorted group, Uh, analytical thinking is required. And the authoritarian person says uh, to themselves or to anyone who wants to listen, I don't need analytical thinking. (laughs) I've already already decided everything right and wrong. And so to them, they refuse to go into another individual's nuances. Everybody has a little bit of a different backstory. What's yours? They don't want to take into account someone else's historical experiences. They don't appreciate the differences in personality or temperament types, cultural or educational or familial influences or something. They just rather just blow right past because you see to them that takes too much thinking. And so they have confusion regarding the subject of freedom, the subject of diversity and the subject of complexity. And so what they do is they decide, you know what, if i can just be the one who declares right from wrong that will satisfy all of the inner tension that i carry on the inside let's dumb down relationships by letting me and anybody who thinks exactly like me call the shots and
0: that therein lies the problem with having a bunch of narcissists in one big grouping in an assembly Whether it's a county or a state, because when you have these these reprobative, delinquent, degenerative, uh, I mean, I'm not even going to say retarded because that's that would even be a compliment for these people. But these these inept individuals, okay. when you get a grouping, a gaggle of these people, okay, all they want to do is run the show. That's all they want to do. And boy, God forbid you go against, you go against them and you testify against some of their wrongdoings in front of a state assembly. Oh oh, boy, let me tell you, they try to do whatever they can right there in front of God and everybody to try to stand over yours truly directly over me, not realizing that when I stand up out of my seat, I'm gonna tower over this particular individual by about a foot plus and tower over this individual and basically tell her where she needs to go and has to go sit her ass down. Okay. See I've witnessed some of these individuals. I'm going to keep names out just for the, you know, uh, for the sense of anonymity. And there's some people here like Destry. Destry knows who I'm talking about here, but yeah, like he said, these are paid insurrectionists. Okay. And I've heard these people, I've heard these people after we've adjourned at meetings. I've heard a certain couple individuals. I just hope to get a job in a certain somebody's administration if they become governor of Michigan. De, de facto governor, by the way. Just saying. You know, and, and like my wife is saying, you also don't have to talk. You don't have to be, what did she say? You also don't have to be uh, all talk to be mighty oh excuse me yeah you also don't have to be (laughs) tall she it was a misspelling she goes you also don't have to be tall to be mighty and speak up that is true because my wife is does a very good job at that but what's funny though is this particular individual has a lot of stones i will say this has a lot of stones and is very very in your face about a lot of different things and i've caught her saying quite a few things that has incriminated herself Again, I could tell that this particular individual is a paid insurrectionist. And it's so funny because I got accused of being a spy, a spy for what, for, for speaking up against people that are doing wrong and, and, and basically acting against the good of the assembly. No, your asses need to be out and your JCOs need to be yanked, continuing
2: that's what's going on with the authoritarian mind and you can see that uh, when individuals have these kinds of ingredients on the inside there's so much that they just simply don't understand they don't get all sorts of primary elements in life that are so essential authoritarian uh, people get so many different things wrong about life even as they proclaim themselves to be the gold standard for example they forget high control breeds and perpetuates contempt. I mentioned to you that they hold people in contempt. Well, it comes right back at them. Uh, It it just creates the possibility for an enemy state. Uh, In addition, uh, authoritarian individuals don't understand that diversity is unavoidable. It simply cannot be eliminated. But in their arrogance, it's like, I'll, I'll eliminate diversity. I'm going to make it so miserable for you. If you come against me that you'll, you'll conform and they don't understand. No, that's not the way the world works. In addition, one of the things they don't understand is you can actually become a fuller and a psychologically more rich individual as you embrace and contemplate different ideas and thoughts. As you appreciate separate opinions, it's like, you know, if you don't think the same as me, perhaps I can learn something. That's something that just goes way beyond them in that closed mindedness.
0: Yeah, you're not teaching these people anything. Okay, Uh, it doesn't matter how old the dog is. If it's a narcissistic dog, it doesn't matter if it's a puppy or an old dog. It ain't learning squat. That's how these people are. And again, that's why we have the contempt of the Constitution for when they act in
2: contempt. In addition, uh, one of the things they simply don't understand is like a symphony orchestra, it is possible to harmonize when uh, when you come together with differences. An oboe doesn't sound like a trumpet, which doesn't sound like a violin, which doesn't sound like a snare drum, but it's possible when people come together with different kinds of uh, 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 ingredients, we can harmonize.
0: See, that's funny, he says harmonize. The reason I find that quite interesting and comical is because that's what these people often refer to all the time. We just need to be in harmony. We need to be harmony. And then there's a certain reiterator I can just hear in the background, (laughs) we're not in harmony. No, they scream and cry and want to preach. Oh, we need to find harmony with one another. No, you know what they want? They want to be in harmony with the same instrument. They want to find other like instruments that are in the strings instrument, you know, classification or the percussions, right? They want to find instruments that sound and possibly even look like them to be in harmony. They don't want other instruments in their band. They don't want other instruments in their orchestra. That's how these people operate. They want to be in harmony with each other, but they don't want to be in harmony with those that have differing opinions, differing backgrounds, differing cultures, uh, differing everything. That's, That's just the way it is. They just want to be in harmony with one another because it's easier that way. We can be authoritative. We could be authoritative against the rest of all these people.
2: But to them, it's like, nope, the only thing you have to do is you have to be a trumpet just like me. In addition, we can. one of the things they don't understand is that authoritarianism is the it's one of the ultimate anti-love elements in life. Now, they may say that they want to love, but all, all they want is adoration and admiration but it's antithetical to love. Uh, and then in addition, authoritarianism, and they don't understand this, inhibits trust. Like I say, being driven by fear, it's like, I don't know if what's going on with you, if you differ from me, but I know it's not good. And then in the end, any kind of relationship that's anchored in authoritarianism is going to end poorly. Always, it's going to end poorly. So I hope that you can see what's going on inside of the authoritarian mindset and recognize these are incredibly shallow individuals and these are not people that you want to look to that are going to establish your pace, even though they insist they will, they they must. No, No, they don't. In their minds they do, but for you, they don't. I hope that instead of you being under their authority, you can live with the influence. It's a little bit different word than authority. You can live under the influence of characteristics like love and peace and decency, or what we here on Team Healthy refer to as DRC, dignity, respect, and civility. Authoritarian minds can't go there. I'm hoping that's something that defines you. That's right. I hope you guys found as much
0: benefit from that audio as I did. As a matter of fact, I believe, I do believe Destry posted that video, that YouTube link on the forums page at national-assembly.net. You can find that video. I will I will also post it on Telegram. But, yeah, he did post it in the forums page on national-assembly.net. In fact, he was just saying right here, speaking from experience, guiding others from owned Knowledge is leading a horse to water, but the horse will only drink if it wants to. These idiots are forcing Kool-Aid down the horse's throat. That's exactly it. That's exactly what they're doing. Okay, I hope you learned a lot from that. Now, let's get into the reading, Job chapter 5, and then we'll end this in prayer. We're coming up on 40 minutes, and we're talking about how God is just. Starting with verse 1. Call now. Is there anyone who will answer you? And to which of the holy ones will you turn? For anger slays the foolish man, and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen the foolish taking root, and I cursed his abode immediately. His sons are far from safety. They are even oppressed in the gate, and there is no deliverer. His harvest the hungry devour, and take it to the place of thorns. And the schemers eager for their wealth. For affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble sprout from the ground, for man is born for trouble as sparks fly upward. But as for me, I would seek God, and I would place my cause before God, who does great and unsearchable things. Wonders without number. He gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields, so that he sets on high those who are lowly, and those who mourn are lifted to safety. He frustrates the plotting of the shrewd so that their hands cannot attain success. He captures the wise by their own shrewdness and the advice of the cunning is quickly thwarted by day. They meet with darkness and grope at noon as in the night, but he saves from the sword of their mouth and the poor from the hand of the mighty. So the helpless has hope and the unrighteousness must shut its mouth. Behold, how happy is the man whom God reproves? So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty, for he inflicts pain and gives relief. He wounds and his hand also heals. For six troubles, he will deliver you, even in seven. Evil will not touch you and famine. He will redeem you from death and in war from the power of the sword. You will be hidden from the scourge of the tongue and you will not be afraid of violence. When it comes, you will laugh at violence and famine and you will not be afraid of wild beasts. for you will be in league with the stones of the field and the beast of the field will be at peace with you. You will know that your tent is secure for you will visit your abode and fear no loss. You will know also that your descendants will be many, and your offspring as the grass of the earth. You will come to the grave in full vigor, like the stacking of grain in its season. Behold, this we have investigated it, and so it is. Hear it, and know for yourself. And that is the reading of Job chapter 5, about how God is a just God. Okay, so... After reading this, uh, a question comes to mind, <clears throat> have you ever felt like life's path is filled with <clears throat> uncertainties? I mean, even more now than ever, right? Like you're in a, in a maze or a labyrinth with no clear way out, right? It's just, it, it seems like the, it's impossible to find our way out of this mess. And it's in these moments that we can take a page from the wisdom of these texts that we just read. See, in this passage, we're reminded that even when life seems puzzling, there's a higher wisdom at play here. We might not always understand why things happen, but we're encouraged to trust that there's a just and fair plan in motion, even if it's beyond our grasp, even if it's beyond our vision of understanding, right? And we all know how destructive emotions like anger and jealousy can be, but, but both to ourselves and those around us. Okay. It can be destructive to everyone. It's a timeless lesson that urges us to strive for self-control and wisdom and to avoid causing harm in our own lives. Now life often throws challenges our way, but there's a comforting message here. God can bring us deliverance and relief. Even in our darkest hours, especially like Job's darkest hours, when times are tough, prayer becomes our lifeline. It's a way to connect to God, right? That can provide the strength and guidance. It's the only thing we have left to cling on to. And this this chapter also highlights God's care for his creation. See, it's a reminder that in our daily lives, God provides for our needs and brings justice to those who act unjustly right we can trust that we're not alone in facing life's challenges i mean here's the thing have you ever faced difficult situations and wondered if it's a test or a lesson in disguise i know i do because sometimes life's trials are an opportunity for growth and self-improvement and a chance to learn and become you know better men and women Lizanella says right here in the chat, we are to give grace and support. My good friend is currently deep in red pilled info and she needs me to listen and calm her so she doesn't freak out too much. She says, you've been saying this all along. So my seeds are sowing. That's right. We have people like that in our own lives that are slowly getting red pilled and they're like kind of coming to the realization of, oh my gosh. I remember you talking about this. That's right. See, remember we when this when these moments occur with those around us that have been asleep for so long, our first reaction cannot be like, "Ha, told ya." No. We just need to shut our mouth and listen, right? Again, give grace and offer support. See, with what we just read here, There's a powerful message of courage here because we're encouraged not to fear the violence and turmoil that life can sometimes bring. Just like as these people start getting red pilled, they are going to fear the potential violence and turmoil that might be coming our way. That's why we need to be there for support. Okay. Not only do we need to find strength, we also need to offer the strength. We need to offer also peace in our faith. We need to have peace in our own faith, knowing that we are protected by the almighty. So as we go about our daily lives filled with uncertainties and challenges and, 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 and the fog of war that we've been dealt with, right? We need to carry these timeless lessons with us that we read here in chapter five, because trust in a higher wisdom is not only vitally important, but we also need to seek solace in prayer, and we need to have faith that justice and care will guide us through all of this. And with this faith, we can face any adversity that comes our way. Therefore, it allows us to find the courage and the hope amidst life's complexities. And yeah, I agree with Angie. She says a lot of normies are waking up right now. And we definitely do need to be there for them with love. Could not agree with her more. We do. So anyway, folks, I really hope you gathered a lot of good information from Dr. Les Carter, that audio that I played, because, again, he nails it right on the head. And there's a reason why Destry posted that on national-assembly.net, because these people, what he talks about with the authoritative narcissist, that's exactly who... We are dealing with here on the ground level. Okay, we're not just talking about rules for radical, you know, Saul Alinsky babies here. We're talking legitimate, degenerative, delinquent, authoritative, narcissistic children. They're petulant. That's what they are. They're petulant little children. And if it's not their way, they're just going to cry, cry, cry in a corner like a little Karen and give you a nice little dramatic production that she will not get an emmy or an oscar for. Sorry. That's not what that that's 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 not what happens here. <laughs> Sorry. I just can't I can't resist some days. Just can't resist. But listen, that's who I am, okay? You guys don't come here for, you know, just boring Mr. Jones. I mean, look, I, there's a lot of times I bite my tongue okay but there's every once in a while a little spunk has to come right out there <laughs> shut up chipmunk stupid chipmunk <laughs> he's been getting in our garden hate that thing all right let's end this in prayer <clears throat> and by the way i've been noticing that you guys have been listening to the uh you've been continuing on listening to the magna carta readings i am very proud of you guys i was wondering if the downloads would match what the podcast downloads would be and it turns out it actually is so i'm really proud of you guys it tells me that you guys are interested in continuing to learn and that is exactly what we need when we return to self-governance we should always be striving to learn that's nothing new to you guys and i'm just preaching to the choir by saying that but you guys I I really, I'm really happy to see that you guys really are trying to take an interest in learning as much as you can. And so am I, of course. And it's hard to retain everything because there's so much information, but at least we can internalize it in the moment and try to maybe pick up a gem or two from it. Right. So I just wanted to say, I appreciate you guys and, and, and having that thirst for uh, trying to learn. I think that's awesome. So anyway. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you today with hearts filled with gratitude, as always, for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for the lessons learned through trials, both small and large, for they have shaped us and deepened our appreciation for the gift of life. Father, I, I know I often sometimes poke fun at People who try to bring us down and try to throw stumbling blocks in fun and you know in front of our feet. I know I do, and look, I'm not saying I'm perfect, and, and I'm not saying and are justifying sometimes my own thoughts, which result in certain words. But I, I really do truly hope and pray for our enemies that are trying to go against us. I hope that one day you can help them open their eyes and realize what they're doing. It's not going to bode well, not just for them, but for for the groups around them, for the people that they hold dear, that they're, you know, guiding down the wrong path. We just hope that, you know, Jesus Christ can enter in their hearts and that you can allow the Holy Spirit to work through these people and to help them realize what they're doing. Okay. And, and just like we ask for ourselves too, allow the Holy Spirit to work through each and every one of us. If we're doing something incorrect, or if we're doing something and we are misstepping somehow in our path, in our life, guide us, correct us. Give us a course correction. All right. The same thing goes to us. Please, Father. You know, in moments of confusion and uncertainty, we find solace in your wisdom and we trust in your plans. And sometimes beyond our own understanding and beyond our vision, um, we know that there is just and a purposeful plan. And we just thank you for guiding us through uh, life's labyrinths and teaching us to rely solely on your wisdom. We're grateful for the reminder that um, we need to guard against anger and jealousy. And for those emotions that can cloud our judgment and harm those that we care about. Uh, We ask that you help us cultivate self-control and wisdom in our daily lives. That we may bring uh, more love and kindness into this world. Uh, We recognize that challenges are an integral part of life's journey. And we give much thanks for the strength that you provide us during our darkest hours and for the lessons that we learn in adversity. So may we always turn to you in prayer, finding strength and guidance in our faith. We acknowledge that you care for us, your creation, and we are thankful for your daily provisions and the justice that you bring to our lives and those around us. Angie adds to the prayer, and thank you, God, for providing everyone many unexpected moments of pure joy that clearly demonstrate your love for them. And my beautiful wife adds to the prayer here. And for the hearts that need to be softened, for those that need to feel loved, for those that need to heal, for those that need to gain patience, and for those that need to find the armor of God's strength, we pray for all of these people. In your Holy Son's name, sincerely, from our hearts, in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray amen. Amen, folks. Make no mistake. I can get very, very spunky. I know this. I know. I know I can get spunky. I know I can get very, you know, spicy. And... As much as I like to continue on with it to be funny and create a little bit shock value, um, we also need to remember that we do have to pray for our adversaries, right? Our enemies, because this is how God wins ultimately, right? This is how we expand the kingdom. And by expanding the kingdom means we have to pray for our enemies, as well as pray for ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit to continuously work through us, right? So. Thankfully, I have a beautiful wife here to keep me in check, keep me grounded, because every once in a while, you know, I like to float up in the sky, and there she is pulling that balloon string, bringing me back down, like, ah, not so fast, big-headed hubby. You got to get your back, you know, get your butt back down here on the ground. You need to be grounded. Ground yourself, sir. (laughs) She is a wonderful wife, and I'm a lucky man. Wonderfully lucky. You know, it just dawned on me, we have not done a bug-a-wife segment lately. I think we need to do that sometime soon, huh? Thoughts, ladies and gentlemen? I think we need to have a bug-a-wife segment. wonder if she has any good new knowledge she needs to share with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful night, wherever you're at in the world, and we will be back here, oh, I don't know, possibly tomorrow. I don't know. But you guys have a very blessed night, and we will see you back here, if not tomorrow, eh, maybe possibly Thursday morning. We'll see. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. ladies and gentlemen. We are firm. We are steadfast. And we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We got to do this for God. We got to do this for our families. We got to do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. us here at His Heartline. We'll see we'll you see back, back here back next time. time.